Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Oh, my word, you lot are just nuts. Um, really are. I mean, right, Jesse. Hello. When we started February and we looked at all of the downloads, yes. Do you remember roughly what we said and what we'd agreed? Uh, we'd agreed February's a short month. Short month. Uh, and so, therefore, don't expect the continuing growth that we had over December and January because that was just insane yep. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Expect nothing. The, the the growth would not happen in February because it's all going to calm down, right? Yeah. What happened, Jesse? It's been crazy. Woo! Really has. <laughs> we've. I think we've added nearly more than fifty percent onto our best month ever, which is just wrong. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't look. Seriously, this is two mates doing a podcast, right? We realised that I've got quite a strong network of people, so we decided to interview them to try and help people that might want to listen while we're doing a lockdown, okay? Now, it seems to have grown its own legs, and oh my word, you were a lot of nuts, but I love you. Yeah, you had nothing better to do during lockdown, and a lot of you weren't listening. But now there's no excuse, because you could be doing other things, and here you all are. (laughs) <laughs> you ah, oh, I don't get it. I mean, please do send us messages and let us know why you listen, because I don't get it. <laughs> I'm a bald magician running a podcast with his mate who's far too gorgeous. I, ne- ne- neither of those sort of descriptions of you or I make any difference on the podcast. You do realise that? I know. That's why we still have YouTube. <laughs> that two people watch. I don't. That, that's all of our listeners, okay? <laughs> that's all of our listeners. We we agreed last week. I could I could admit to two, maybe three. That's it. For for those who are relatively new, mm-hmm. we started Newton's Nuggets before it was an interview thing. It was started with just YouTube, and it was just some little quick videos. When Paul started it way back in the day, years ago now, it was just a couple of, you know, it was like 30 seconds or a minute on Facebook. Yeah, I'd literally just prop the camera up on my table out in the garden. That was it. And then it went, it became a thing there where we were just upping the quality. We stuck it on YouTube and it was a YouTube thing for a while. And Paul gradually got me involved because I didn't really want to be here. Uh, I was on the other side yeah, of the camera. You wanted to where say the other side of the camera. And do you remember? I still remember faithfully the day I asked you a question. No, you tried to tell me something without making any noise. Yeah. And I just went, oh, stop it. Tell me what you want. And <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and you spoke out loud. And I was like, that worked. I like yeah. that. And that then was people said they liked it because you were having a conversation. So, anyway, yeah. so way back then, it was all YouTube. And we started um, May the may of lockdown we decided to do a podcast as well as because we were going into the world of interviews and paul had managed because nobody could run away and nobody had any excuses paul went great i'm going to interview some people yeah um and then so slowly over time almost almost everybody slowly moved to the podcast we we we've kept a few people who keep watching the youtube and we did try and get rid of the YouTube. We tried to do a reduced yeah. video. So it was just, you know, the highlights. And you had to listen to the full podcast. And, and we then got abused. We got abused by Chris Dawes, yep. who we have two of our most successful episodes. Uh, and he said, no, I watch you on YouTube. That's how I like to consume my Newton's Nuggets. So we, pretty we literally much, literally got messages of "put it back to how it was, please." <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, the YouTube's there, but we're aware that it's just Chris. So, but so this has... this is just for Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hi. You watch. Now we've said that, right? We're going to get a load of people finding us on YouTube and subscribing there just to annoy us. Yeah. Probably. That's all it is. All it is. Right. So we've agreed that we've got to be quick tonight because we've got things that were happening at a certain time. And I know you guys don't know when we record this, but we've got to be off like soon. So today's show is with a young gent called Mr. Ricky Locke. He's got his own podcast called Unlocked. 
go and have a look at that. He interviews some amazing people. He's an excellent, well, he's still a magician. He can still do magic tricks. And he trains people in things about customer service. So today's show is all about customer service and how Ricky can help you guys get better customers, help your customers more, and make them happier to be spending money with you. What's not to like? Um, ladies and gents, here's Ricky Locke. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. Don't just listen to the intro and disappear, you weirdos. Now, I did warn you at the start of this one that I really like this book. You know what we're like on this show? We want diversity. We want loads of people that are different. We don't want the same every time. So today's guest, I'm really excited to say, he's a magician, he's a speaker, he's a trainer, and he's the host of his own podcast show. Um... Ladies and gents, here's Ricky Locke. Ricky, say hello, mate. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Paul. Good to see you. How are you? Ricky, you know, I, I, you know, really, I organised this one just because I wanted to chat with somebody that's done similar things to me. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mate, I just, you know what? When we got introduced mm. and I was, I believe it was James West that said to me, yeah. you need to have a chat with Ricky. And I was like, yeah, of course. And if, if James says, go and have a chat with someone, I will, because James, he knows his stuff. Yeah, we love you, James um, and Kelly. Yeah, James and Kelly, they're, they're, mate, powerhouse. They really are. And he said, look, go and have a chat with Ricky. I just think there's something there that you two could work on in the future. And I think he's right, by the way. Um, but I remember meeting with you and chatting over Zoom because we live 15 million miles apart. <laughs> and I just remember chatting with you, and it was so relaxed and so easy straight away. And you're not doing the magician, I'm better than everyone thing. And we just had a chat about everything that's going on. Um, so I am going to ask you the questions that everyone's expecting. I'm fully expecting you to throw curveballs at me as well, which I'll get Jesse to edit out, edit out and I'll still look gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mate, this is just going to be fun. Is that all right yeah. with you? Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, mate, you are more than welcome. So the first question, as always, is why should people listen to me and you gas on for 30 minutes and tell them everything about you? Well, it's a really good question. So I'm hoping that people will want to listen to me because I've got some funny stories. Uh, I have a very strange path to kind of where I've got to now, which is probably quite mediocre, but it kind of flipped on its head. And I think it could provide a lot of inspiration for anyone maybe coasting in life, wanting to now, yeah, achieve all their dreams and ambitions and be the best version of themselves in life. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping uh, will come across to everybody. Yeah. Mate, I love the best version of themselves. And, mm. and I chat a lot with people now who are trying to motivate others and are trying to help others. And there's this massive thing about there's a lot of people who want to hit perfect before they go public. And the truth is, you probably will never hit what you see as perfect. Yeah. So why not get going now and just show people how awesome you are anyway? Well, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. There's this whole thing, isn't there? I know uh, the book readers and fans out there, you know, Malcolm Gladwell in Outliers, we talk about that 10,000 hours of mastery. But if I was to wait until I was a master at all my craft, I'm going to be probably like 97 years old, which I don't think yeah. people are going to be wanting a 97-year-old magician at their wedding. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, but you're just going to... No, I've seen there. some in Hampshire that are probably there. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's just about starting now. And it's kind of like saying yes, isn't it? And I think, as I share later on, a lot of my life story is say yes and learn how to do it later. Just do something and then yeah. let it evolve. And, and just spot on. I remember I remember learning as a magician and being a very young magician and messing about with it, not ever thinking I was good enough. And then I did a trick at a magic club, uh, which was the Zodiac, which I think is probably still in Ealing up in London. Um, I did a trick and Ali Bongo was there. Brilliant. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, anyone who doesn't know Ali Bongo has gone, yeah. The two yeah. magicians in the chat are going, Ali Bongo. <laughs> yeah. um, but Ali Bongo was there and, and he watched me do this trick and he went, you've got something, you've got a really good something that, that is marketable and could do really well. You've got to get out there. And I was like, but I don't know enough. And he went, do you know six tricks? And I went, yeah. And he went, no enough. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he went, yeah, there's hardly any wedding you can't do. Because if you go to a crowd, do those six tricks really well, you then yeah. move on yeah. to another crowd. 
Yeah. <gasps> no way. And that yeah. was it. I, I started ditching the whole, you have to know everything. Mm. Why not just get out there? Well, it wasn't so, it David Devont that said, like, I think a, a little child went up to him once and said, uh, David Devont, how many tricks do you know? I know 100. And then he turns around and said, I know four and I do them really well. <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, It's perfect, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Why do you need to know thousands and thousands of moves, tricks, whatever? Yeah. Um, and, and I'd like, something I do like is knowing tricks that not many other magicians know. Because I, then I go out and do them. People just go, never seen that before, especially done that way. What, what the hell is going on? And, I'd like, yeah. and I've made a career out of that, so I can't move. Um, so what did you have, and, and I'm asking for my own interest, forget everyone else. Did you have a proper job before you started doing magic? I did. did you go magic straight from school college? Yeah, so I had a 15-year career in retail. Um, so for all of the UK listeners, you'll know that uh, an Argos near you at some point. I think there's like an Argos every five minutes or every five miles away. Um, but I had a career for 15 years in Argos and the magic really came late in my life. So I had that magic set like most kids. And I didn't really do anything with it. And ironically, um, Paul, I actually had Paul Daniels open up one of the um, the new assembly halls at my primary school. And even at that point, I wasn't caught by the bug and I was like, who's this old man? You know, <laughs> in hindsight, that's terrible, isn't it? Now looking back, Dude. Um, I've got a signed Dude, photograph. He's, of him he's one of my heroes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, Paul. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so um, <laughs> I'll send you the signed photograph that I've got of him somewhere. It's at home somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got a signature and an autograph, but, and I worked with him. I, oh, I worked with amazing. him as well. And, and, and actually, he kicked my backside as well, and he made me get out and did some work. Yeah. Um, uh, seriously, amazing guy. Yeah. So, so you, you, 15 years. Yeah. I know I don't look old enough, do I? No. I don't and know, I love the bit where you just said, <laughs> I started magic late in life. You look yeah. like you're 15, Ricky. Thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, I've, I've developed some lines on my forehead for any of the the video watches here because um, I've had a newborn baby, but yeah, I actually kind of started magic when I was about 16, 17 um, because I think it was a social acceptance. I thought that if I could perform tricks down the pub, people would like me. They'd want to be friends with me. And I did that exactly in my career. So as I started out working in Argos, I performed tricks in the staff room, which I thought, well, they would like me. They'd want to be my friends and therefore we'd get on. Um, it didn't help Paul uh, 10 years later when I eventually went back to that store as a store manager and then I had to sack people for stealing. They thought, oh, Ricky, you come to show me a magic trick in the office. No, I'm here to sack you. Yeah, so that's, that's not good. Yeah, um, but I used it as a cue just to kind of, you know, perform to people and I'd use that in my career as I kind of progressed up and I, I had a, 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 a wonderful career actually in Argos, various different channels. I was a stock team leader, customer service manager, stock manager, became a store manager, and I've used magic in briefings, uh, workshops, and then eventually I had a, an amazing opportunity to be a regional development coach. And I think that the bug had bitten me of, I think I quite like being the centre of attention, you know, in the centre of a room, training people, and I'd bring magic along to the workshops to make it more fun and engaging. And I had this wonderful opportunity when I was store manager I was kind of going to the point where I just thought, you know what, this is very processy. It's not kind of me. I'm a bit more of a people person, like to be more of a leader rather than a manager. Yeah. And um, had an opportunity to be a national trainer. And if you've seen, so Paul, whereabouts is it in, is it Gloucester that you live? No, Hampshire. Oh, sorry, Hampshire. Yeah. So, so you probably, <laughs> a little bit out of the way. So um, you've probably seen, and Jesse as well, has probably seen some little Argos store in a Sainsbury's along your travels, yeah? So yeah. me and my team were responsible for all of those stores being built. We would go in and run two-day workshops on team building, customer experience training, and get them from that mindset of big fish in a big pond in your high street store. Let's close you down. We're going to put you into a Sainsbury store full of 500 people. You're now small fish in a big pond. And a lot of people went, whoa, hang on. So we'd go in, make sure we'd kind of set some good culture, you know, team values and good beliefs and embed them in and do the experience. And um, I'd use magic in those workshops. And obviously during this time, the magic kind of on the scales was going, ooh, 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 ooh. And I remember saying to my boss, um, you know, in 2019, look, Sam, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying 
Monday to Friday, working around the country, living out of a suitcase, training, inspiring people. But on the weekend, I'm going out and performing at weddings and I think I like it. I might leave Argos. And she said, just wait, Ricky. And I think we might get made redundant in 2020. I was like, oh, brilliant. So I kind of bit my tongue a little bit, kept, yeah. you know, sneakily. I mean, between me and you, Jesse and Paul, like there was a couple of Fridays where I was sneaking off to do a quick wedding, but don't, but don't say anything. No. Just, just in case. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Shh, don't say anything just in case they're listening. Um, but yeah, it got to a point where I just, um, January 2020 came round. Ironically, this is what happens in corporate worlds. The, Sainsbury's and Argos merging together was going through one of the biggest people change programs in the world. So what you do is you get rid of the people change trainers. That, that makes sense. So we got the, uh, yeah. you know, the golden ticket to say you're going to go. And it was just like, well, this is the dream come true. I'm going to leave Argos. I'm going to go full time magic, do some training, be a speaker. And uh, I got made redundant one week before the national lockdown. So um, and I don't know if anyone knows if, if you two know this and your listeners know, but there was a huge worldwide pandemic in 2020 no passed us by yeah something tiny little thing yeah and so yeah so I, I literally thought you know all my dreams ambitions and the stars were aligned and literally overnight just gone you know um but it has there's another story probably later on I'll share of how I've got to this point now but yeah it kind of started from the early age social acceptance performing in pubs uh performing in the staff room and then doing those cheap 20 pound gigs for five hours close at magic you know to get your name out there start a youtube channel we've all been there and uh yeah got me to the point that i am now <laughs> so. yeah we have i remember those pub gigs that there was so much smoke in the room it was ridiculous and being excited about the fact you got a free lemonade once an hour yeah 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 <laughs> good times yeah. um but so when did the podcast start mm. So it was kind of part of that that mini breakdown, I think, of when lockdown happened. And, you know, I, I'd assume, I think it was about 40 to 50 weddings in the diary. And I thought everything was set that year and everything disappeared. Yeah. That moment of sadness and sorry to bring people back into those dark times. Oh, mate. Yeah. It was just <laughs> yeah. like, geez, what am I going to do? And during that time of kind of isolation, my fiance, she works in the NHS. So she was just going to work as normal. I'm sitting in a dining room, you know, proper people person that thrives off people's energy, then realizing, well, hang on a minute, I can't do what I actually want to do. And it was only until I had a conversation one day and it was a good friend of mine, Bev, and uh, we're talking about perspectives and uh, looking at things from, a, you know, a different light and reframing it. It was only when like, um, you know, sad story, I won't go into it, but my, my uncle died in lockdown through Parkinson's. So nothing to do with COVID, but what a horrible way to leave. And it was when I, yeah. when she made me think about, well, actually, put things in perspective. I'm moaning about no work, a lack of income. I wish I could go out and perform, and yet the people that have died, like my uncle, you know, I'm sure they would love to wish to swap with me while I'm moaning about lack of income. I'm sure they'd love to swap with me, still be here with their family. And I realized at that point, well, if that's the perspective, then actually, there's more to this, and actually, let's do something about it. And I thought, well. I always wanted to do a podcast and I thought, let's just do it. Like we were saying earlier on, say yes and then learn to do it later. Told everyone I was going to do it. So burned my boat, told everyone I was going to do it. And then that way the world knew about it and I had to bloody do it. So I did right. it and um, just put my energy into that. Yeah. I, did you say you spoke with your mate Bev? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, those people who have been with us for a while know that Jesse sends me notes every so often and it'll either be something he wants me to ask. Yeah. Or it'll be a thought of his own. And he's just sent me a note saying, it's like you're interviewing yourself. <laughs> Mate, I, that moment, we had just gone from the biggest speaking event that I'd done for, for I'll be honest, the, the biggest audience and the best fee I'd ever got. And then about a week later, you get the message of you're not allowed in a room with more than 30 people. Mm. And, and I remember just looking at my diary and my wife was nearby and I just went, that's everything gone. Yeah. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. And we were going out that night and I said, look, we're still going to go out tonight. We're going to act like everything's fine. We're going to have fun with some amazing friends. Um, and we'll worry about this, you know, in two days time. Yeah. And, and it, it was, wasn't it? It was just that weird. Yeah. Of, yeah. You just kind of looked around and went, I've been building this for how long? Yeah. For, 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 since like 2016. Yeah. Slowly and surely. And, 
it's ironic. I don't know if you had the same experience of this bit for me as well. One of the things that led to my breakdown as well kind of thing was that I, like full circle here, performing for friends and for colleagues for social acceptance, when I was at my lowest in lockdown saying there's no work, lack of income, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Even though I'd got a nice redundancy payout, the money meant nothing because it wasn't the quality of life that I was experiencing and what I'd left to go fulfill. But the thing for me was the difference between Ricky the human and Ricky the performer. Everybody assumed that I was okay because they said, Ricky, you're bloody everywhere. You're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook. You're always smiling, you're always having a good time. Well, yeah, absolutely. But actually that's the performer side of Ricky. And actually I am a human as well. And I remember experiencing this years before lockdown where I'd go out to pubs with my mates and then they'd say, hey, Ricky, you got any tricks tonight? I'd be like, no, I'm I'm actually just wanting to talk to you about my new lawnmower, actually. You know, like I'm a human as well. And that made me really realize, well, actually, I'm a human as well. And I remember reaching out to like my best friend and reaching out to my mom and said, mom, I'm not all right. She went, what do you mean, Ricky? I've just seen your post on Instagram. You're laughing and having a good time. So, yeah, that was probably a wedding that I was at a couple of weeks ago before lockdown. But actually... It's not right. I don't feel good. And I had to just be really clear to people to say, look, as well as a performer, I'm not a performing monkey. I am a human as well. I do think I do feel. And this is how I'm feeling. So there is that real importance about separation of the two, I think, you know. And there's there's a couple of things that I'm gonna I want to kind of point out there. Um, we both work in this world of show business, and the two words in that one word kind of tells you about it. It's a business, yeah, and we have to show ourselves off all the time and we're taught well i was taught at a very young age that as soon as you walk out on stage you're smiling you're, you're laughing you're, you're the, the the fun one to make everyone want to be in that audience yeah, um, yeah definitely and therefore that's what we put on publicly mate yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah oh dude and then i'm so glad you've got a buddy called bev yeah yeah i love bev bev's from the clear thinking partnership wonderful company with kate as well so yeah really nice lovely woman yeah mate it's it's sometimes you need that person that you can chat to about almost anything yeah um and right perspective exactly what you said i'm so sorry to hear about your uncle mate and if i was there i'd give you a big poorly hug thanks um, just to try and help out but you know what you're right i was i was i was upset i was annoyed i was having a go at myself because I'd built a business that, you know, could get taken out by a pandemic. What the hell? You're not going to plan for that. Yeah. And then I looked around and went, and now I'm being forced to spend time in my house with my family that I love. <laughs> yeah. And you do, you, you then kind of look at it and go, well, maybe I should look at this as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I can do this for a while and nobody can tell me off. No one can moan at me for not being active. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, I yeah. did. I started enjoying the time with my wife and my daughter and my dog and started sorting the garden out and started sorting my office out, which led to having a studio that I could use. Yeah. Which led to, you know, shows online and talking online. I, yeah. And all of that stuff. I would not have done that stuff if I'd still been traveling around the country. Well, that's right. Yeah. It's, it, there's a thing, funny thing. I experienced this recently with, with my baby being born about this idea of smelling the roses you know, when you look at the past and you focus on that and you think that defines you, but then you think we're always, as, as business people, entrepreneurs, we're always looking for the future of what's to come. Oh, I can't wait for this to happen. I can't wait for when I do that speaking gig. I can't wait till the business makes this amount of money. But actually what lockdown did and my experience from the baby was that the, the word, the present, you just look at that word present. Present means gift, doesn't it? And that is yeah. that moment of we need to live in the moment and actually you know, be grateful for it and just enjoy the moment because you just like lockdown. You just don't know what's going to be around the corner, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, this is going to go more horribly. When I'm driving all around the country, I could get wiped out at any point. Yeah. You just don't know. So yeah. whatever you're doing in that moment, whoever you are with, and if you're not seeing loved ones enough, see them, okay? Because we don't know what's going to happen. Definitely. Ah, oh, mate, that's getting a bit too... Bit, Sorry. Bit, yeah. Get a bit too solely and, and stuff. <laughs> and you mentioned you've got a little baby now. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which <sighs> even, yeah, even more adds more to like purpose and 
why are we here and stuff yeah so hence the tired eyes uh, as you can see but yeah nine week old um absolute beautiful amazing wonderful person and and funny story if i can share this on the day we found out that we were going to go into labor sort of thing uh, I'm, I'm i don't know if you guys are very are you sentimental guys yeah maybe jesse's yeah. nodding as well yeah okay so um we are as well we believe that you know everything we've done <laughs> there's always a funny story and we meet these people and things happen for a reason and we went into triage because we thought danielle's was were, were breaking so we went in and this is just the way the world works right we walked in and there was a number three that was the room that we were in and three is where we live and as you know paul three is the magic number we do a lot of things so in threes in the magic world and um at that point without going into too much detail danielle had to go give a urine sample and at this point the woman said to me uh, this was back in november 2021 she said oh uh, have you had much time off work or have you got much time coming up uh, and what do you do and i said oh i'm i'm a professional magician and speaker and she went all oh, right and then the curtain opened up behind and this woman sounds are you ricky Locke?" I was like, yes. She went, I'm Pippa. You're doing my wedding next year. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right. Okay. Um, brilliant. Love it. You know, at that point, you know, I'm in civvies, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, mask and everything. She then comes out. Danielle then comes back from the toilet. And obviously Pippa then becomes our midwife, not telling Danielle, starts examining Danielle. And halfway through her examination says, oh, by the way, uh, Danielle, Ricky's my wedding magician. And Danielle's like, oh. Uh, great <laughs> but anyway it was a long story short it was meant to be because then 10 minutes later she went yes you was how broke you're gonna go into labor tomorrow it's like brilliant so yeah funny mate, story how the world works isn't it you know mate, i'm gonna tell my wife though i'm gonna make my wife listen to this one <laughs> right because we wherever we go she's like there's always someone you know everywhere yeah. we go yeah. to the point that i moved from london down to hampshire we'd been down we'd been in this house for about a week and a half we're walking along this lovely little countryside village, walking around, and she said, so nice, not having people stop you and say, how are you? Ten seconds later, a guy went, Paul, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> yes. And she's like, you are networking everywhere. Why do you? Yeah. Why do you? I did not, when she went into labour, I did not network. Okay. Well, if, if, if I could add, this happened to me recently. Um, so this is going to explain exactly my bad health um, yeah, habits and stuff. But we've got a local Greg's. It's just like a small one in a little garage. And uh, I now go in there and she says to me, uh, as soon as I walk in, bake, sir. Like, yeah, that's right. Which made me feel really guilty every time. But when I went in now, um, one of the lovely ladies there turned around and said, um, I'm following you on Instagram now. I went, all right, okay. She went, yeah, you popped up on one of my friend's stories. You was performing at their wedding and she's my friend. I went, oh, great. So now every time I go in, she went, oh, congratulations on your recent award. Uh, how's Alma? And I'm like, ah, cool. Lovely. You know, and it's kind of like, I'm not, I don't, don't, you know, any credit. I'm not like a celebrity at all, but it's really hard when, if you just want to go to Greg's or go to Tesco's to pick up some milk, I don't want to be on character seeing people. You know, I want to go sometimes in my pajamas, you know, so, yeah. oh, crazy. There you go. Crazy days. I, mate, right. Whatever you do, don't put on weight to then <laughs> want to go on a diet. Okay. I will say this because I walked into a well-known burger shop whilst I'd publicly told everyone I'm on a diet and the person behind the counter was following me on my social media. Yeah. Hey, Paul, how's the <laughs> diet going? Yeah. Well, obviously not very well. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Mate, it's weird, but it, it's amazing and it's great, but it's weird. Yeah, that's, it's that six a, degrees of separation thing again, isn't it? Of just how close we all are, really mental, isn't it? Isn't it just so? All right, just I warned Jesse this one was just going to turn into a chat between <laughs> us two. Um, so your podcast, mm. if something that we try to do here is we try to teach people, we try to make sure there's learning points along the way. So if I got them all to go to Unlocked and mm -hmm. listen to your podcast. If they just pick any random show out of all your shows, what are they yeah. going to gain? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. So the, the whole point of the podcast is to just, you know, uh, well, I guess a bit of backstory, really. The way that I've been brought up and the way that my kind of small village mindset of you go to work, you leave school, 
you graduate, whatever, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, then your kids go to school, your next door neighbor's kids and so on. That was it. To even to this point when I left Argos to say to um, my mum, mum, I'm leaving Argos, I'm going to go full-time magic and speaking. And she said, how are you going to pay your mortgage, Rick? That's the kind of beliefs that you have. And there's no, no one's fault at all in that. It's just how they've been brought up. So I kind of have yeah. this idea to think there's got to be more than this. And ask, I ask myself this question all the time. Is this it? And I realized at this point that, do you know what? There's got to be more to this life. And I want to prove this. So I've always done stuff to prove to people that it can be done. And not in an arrogant way. I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, master of nothing, you know. But I always try to see, can I do this? And what's the belief that would hinder me or help me? So the podcast, to answer your question, is any episode they would go into, they would take out some, uh, to use your phrase, really a bit of a nugget, but a, a golden tip that will help them either just help them to think about things. So maybe put things into perspective to help them be the best version of themselves or take something away that they could use in their life or their business that will help them achieve a little bit more success, a bit more closer to that goal they want to go for. So, Jesse, yeah. Jesse, just just make sure he can't hear you from us for a minute. I reckon he looked at our Patreon page because he nearly said golden nugget. Did you notice that? He talked about the nugget, then he said a golden tip. He's been... Dude's good. He's good. That's what I'm saying. Watch these magicians. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something earlier when we were kind of in the... Uh, I was about to call it the green room. I yeah. can't stop being in theatres. So before we started recording on this well-known video recordable platform... Um, and so I called that bit the green room. You mentioned that you were doing something called the Confidence Club. Am I yes. allowed to mention anything? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if we can yet because it's not official just yet. So probably not, no. Oh, I can tell you about the work. I might have to edit this can bit out. I can tell you some of the work, work I'm doing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, we're a bit ahead with our recording schedules. I'm mm. going to say that again because that didn't even sound like a word. We're a bit ahead with our recording schedule. So if by the time this comes to going out, you're allowed to tell us, yeah. then drop us links and we'll link to it. So Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us yeah. about that work. Yeah. So uh, recently I was invited up to Leeds um, to work with an absolute hero of mine, Steve McDermott, to So that's help. what, five yeah. minutes for you and about two days for me, right? Well, no, it's about two hours for me still. Yeah. No so way. Proper still, top really? north. Yeah. So uh, where I live, just north of Peterborough that's where pretty much I am yeah um but yeah so I was invited up to go help uh the confident club to coach the Leeds power chair football club on presentation skills so we spent two days with them in in this lovely cold <laughs> village hall that's beautiful and we yeah. helped them to identify their beliefs in presentation skills so rather than just making it all about presentation mastery it's all about the beliefs. So what are those beliefs that people have about that they can't speak? We all know that public speaking is one of the biggest, you know, fears for all people. So what can we do to help them be better communicators, whether it's when they're coaching to their team and how can they make presentations and just making them feel a lot more confident in life and carrying those techniques and tricks into the future. Um, and it's really exciting, actually, because one of the things that's kind of led to that, I don't know if Steve would agree on this or not, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, and that is the point of the podcast. And I guess there's some learning here about just being consistent and asking for things. So I reached out to Steve back in 2021 to say, Steve, I think you're an amazing, amazing. Love you, guy. I think you'd be fantastic to be on my podcast. I'd love for you to come on. And uh, he said, great, let's do it. And um, he came on. We got on like a house on fire. It was brilliant. And um, yeah, we, we had a great chat. And then sent him a little uh, thank you gift after the podcast. And then he messaged me and said, hey, I've got this really crazy idea. Uh, what do you think? And that's when that obviously led up to Leeds. Now, ironically, here's where this happens about full circle thing. About six years ago, when I was in that career of Argos, I remember being in a sweaty Sainsbury staff room, coaching this store on how to be the best version of themselves and creating first impressions. And I said, I'm going to show you a video now by this amazing speaker called Steve McDermott. Watch this video. And they watched that video. And then it'd be amazing to be a fly on the wall, to go back to that point and say, Ricky, in six years time, you'll be in Leeds uh, running a session. So, yeah, absolutely crazy. Uh, absolutely amazing. Love Steve and Curly, who runs it as well. And uh, it's just amazing how the world kind of unfolds, doesn't it, from things that you put out. Um, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going back to Ricky? six years ago going yeah. not only are you going to work with him 
he's going to initiate. He's going to call you about this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you'd be like, yeah, that'd be silly. That's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. It's, yeah. Mate, well, it, brilliant. It, it, there is a lesson here. I was saying this to someone recently about social media lurkers. So I put this out on a, a podcast recently about, I can't remember the exact stats now off the top of my head, but it's something like 80 to 90% of people follow you. They won't engage. They won't comment. So you guys might put like a new audiogram or something new about a, an upcoming episode and you go, I only got three likes. What the hell? We've got like 2,000 followers, whatever it might be. You think, what on earth's going on? But the social media lurkers are there they're watching, yeah. they're listening, but they just don't engage. So there's this real lesson about being consistent. And that's what happened to me. I put it out there. And I believe that this is the point of what Steve got in touch with me. I just kept putting stuff out there. Uh, and people say to me all the time, Ricky, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook. All I see is you. And it's just because I'm being consistent all the time that eventually someone will then reach out. I think they just, people don't like commenting because they have that fear of, oh my, if I comment or like it. I might have to say something and people are just generally watching. So just be consistent all the time. And this that's Mate, all I've ever done. You know? Seriously, you are so spot on. I've got things coming up this year that I'm not allowed to tell people about yet, but these bookings would not have happened if it wasn't for me and Jesse keep going with things. That yeah. There's just something about that consistency that people just go, they're always there. We feel safe now. Yeah. We can do this. And, yeah. and, Right, so, so far, we've covered getting through depression. We've covered, don't worry about perfection, because get it going, and consist consistency. I mean, mate, that's so many business lessons in, what, <laughs> half an hour? Yes, yes. That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Right, so what I'm going to do now, and unless there's anything you want to ask me or there's anything you want to promote, I will happily let you do so. Um, if not, I'm going to ask you that scary last question. Mm. You ready? Go for it, yeah. Ricky, this yeah. show is called Newton's Nuggets because I like to give nuggets of information to people. So what is the one thing you want every listener to get today? I think it's all about taking responsibility. And Oh, it, wait, that's way too grown up. Yeah. Well, I'll explain this because I've been doing a lot of research with my speaking career and a lot of the podcasts as well. And... I'm trying to identify what makes, you know, successful people, successful and non-successful people, not successful. And it really comes down to just choices and taking responsibility for whatever happens. So the opportunities and outcomes that happen. So in my example, lockdown. So Jack Canfield talks about this um, in the success principles about E plus R equals O. And Paul McGee has also gone on about this in, in Sumo. The event for me was that lockdown was there. And my response to that was pissed off, annoyed, crying, you know, wondering what's going to happen. And the outcome was that no work, no money, nothing. It was only when I kind of looked at things in perspective and I changed that response and said, you know what, lockdown's here, can't do anything about it, but I'm going to try something. And I started doing online shows, started doing podcasts. Therefore, the outcome was like, oh, Ricky, do you want to come do this speaking event? Or Ricky, would you like to do an online show? And the real thing here, I think this nugget is that whatever happens, whoever you are listening to this, this podcast, you really only have, as Jack Canford talks about this, that three responses you have any control of in your life, which is your thoughts, the stories that you tell yourself, and then your behavior. So whatever happens, whatever is thrown in your, your way, whatever curveball might happen, if we go into lockdown tomorrow, the only thing you can really control is how you respond to that and behave. So for example, me lockdown's gone it's, well, it's still kind of you know covid's there and that which is crazy i can't control that but all i can do is really choose to take some responsibility and stop complaining because complaining is just uh, another way of something that's being better that's all that people do if people complain they just know that there's something better but they're not prepared to do anything about it so take some responsibility and uh yeah that's all you can do i love that mate you're right things happen around us sometimes they're amazing sometimes they're horrendous but it's what we do after the thing that happens. Definitely. It really is. Dude, I love that, and I love you to bits, and I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I know your time is precious. I know you've got your other half and your little baby that you want to spend time with, and you're a busy man. So thank you so much for taking time out to come on here, mate. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Jesse. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. 
Awesome. Right, ladies and gents, we are now going to go to a quick advert break, and that's going to be followed by me and Jesse talking about Ricky behind his back, and he won't get to hear it unless he listens to the show. Ladies and gents, thank you so much, and we'll see you in a minute. Ricky, do you want to shout goodbye to everyone? Goodbye. Newton's Nuggets. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening to Newton's Nuggets. And to all of those people that have already been on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, the supporters of Patreon are helping us keep this show going and, you know, helping me pay the electric bills, which means I can still record the show. If you want to find our Patreon page, it's as easy as www.patreon.com forward slash Newton's Nuggets. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Newton's Nuggets. And there's some gifts on there. There's some presents on there. And some people get T-shirts. Thank you so much. And back to the show. Newton's Nuggets. There you go, we're back. Right, thanks for listening to the advertisers. Thank you for listening to, to the show. You know all of that already. Ricky is a young man with a very good head on his shoulders. Jesse, um, you hadn't met Ricky before this, and I've only met him online. We've chatted online, and we got introduced by mutual friends, and those mutual friends said, you two should chat. There's, there's a lot of similarities, and you two really should chat. What did you think, mate? Yeah, well, it was a little bit creepy because because uh, he was basically like a younger Paul. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of similarities with you, personality and style wise, hasn't he? It was a bit scary, wasn't it? Yeah, there, there was I, definitely I... a level of fear from me because <laughs> I was thinking, oh my word, I think he's got like fifteen years on me on this. Oh. Um, do you know what? He's making some good moves, mate. Yeah, definitely. Really is. Some of the places he's worked and the people that he's working with, Neil, absolutely ridiculous. Um, something that he mentioned early on in the chat was about reading Will Smith's book. Yes. Um, now, now, I did tell him that I'd only just got it and I was only chapter one in. If you haven't read it, go get it. Go buy it. It's really worth it. I liked it. Um, and the story that he gave about building a wall, don't concentrate on the wall, concentrate on the one brick and make each one brick perfect. Great analogy. It, it really did strike home for me. Um, but yeah, I, I like Ricky. I really like the way he's going, mate. Yeah. What I really like about Ricky is you can tell, like, he's doing lots of different things and he's allowing himself to be flexible. But almost with that brick analogy of, like, a step at a time you can tell he's he's got a proper plan about where he's going to next and what he's doing next yeah. and i i think there's it's really interesting I, I i listened to well i watched a an in, interview with somebody uh, in the last couple of weeks um and she was an expert in long-term planning yeah so typically stuff that gets done by bigger businesses but she was looking at um she was looking at Nintendo and the history of Nintendo and basically Nintendo are one of the few companies that hire people specifically to look at where things are going to be in the future and so therefore they are planning now to what could be happening in 10 20 years time and wow. it was an interesting one because the reality is small businesses can't do that. You don't have the resources. That was one of the things I was thinking about when I was watching this. You know, you you can think about the future and you might have some plans and go, oh, this is a great idea. You might have that spark and a great idea. For example, with you with mental theft, that kind of kind of happened. But on on a month by month and year by year, you've kind of got to have that flexibility to go with where things are going. Yeah, um, and so you you've got to allow yourself changes in those um, changes in those plans because the reality is is you don't have a team of people working out that you're going to change your business into AR in the future or whatever the next yeah. technologies are going to be. And actually, mental theft is a great example because when when we started out on the mental theft journey. I mean, we were planning just like a week in advance, maybe two weeks. Oh, somebody wants us to do a talk there. Then three weeks in advance, four weeks. Now we look at the whole year. Yeah, and we've got we've we've even talking about aspirational visions for the future and things like that. And you know, oh, what could the business be? Yeah, 
And well, don't go just, too far down that road because that scares me and I have to pretend I'm somewhere else again. Well, I know that's why I brought it up because I think a lot of people are the same. Yeah. Actually, if you're if you don't think about it aspirationally, what could my business be? You'll always be just that whatever you're doing now. Yeah. Um, and actually, the reality is, and and one of the people like if for those of you who are really new, if you go back and listen to um, Maddie Alexander Grout's episodes from the last both of them, I think Maddie's really interesting and really inspirational on that front because she does she doesn't hold back with trying, you know, she's not going oh I'll set up a little business, you know when I when I first spoke to Maddie years ago. There were, you know, she was setting up a Facebook group. Yeah. And now she's got a business where, you know, th- like this time last year, she was raising like literally tens and tens of thousands of pounds. And do you know what? When we did our last interview, uh, because I know Maddie quite well, I still go and research people a bit. And when I was looking at the advisory board she's got for my VIP, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Mate, this is not j- just playing around. This is amazing. Um, which brings me to a chat me and you need to have at some point when there isn't recording devices around. <laughs> and, um, and and when we haven't got 10 minutes till our next thing. Good countdown. Thanks for bringing me back. Right. Um, <laughs> something that Ricky said in the interview was he's not just his business, he's a human being as well. And, and I think a lot of times we forget that when we're trying to pretend to be bigger businesses or when we are aiming for being bigger. Look, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We have emotions. Yeah. We have things to worry about. I mean, Ricky's just had his little baby as well. That by, by the time this is going out, baby's a few months old, which is just, that just changes your perspective on life so much. And it did a lot to me when little Emily came along. Mate, my world changed. Um, and, and I want to say on that, Ricky, if you're listening, mate, good luck. I hope everything's going amazingly. I hope you and your half and half are starting to get some sleep again, mate, because I remember it being a very weird, very grey, foggy world when you can't sleep any night at all. Oh, my word. Um, another thing that you said that I thought was beautiful is that the, the present, if you see the present day as a gift, which it is, there's far too many people that haven't made it to this day and really wish they were here. Think of every single day as an amazing present for you and your family. Um, and and that, that's both personal and business. I mean, it's really obvious in the business world at the minute. I, I've i actually personally had a lot of opportunities from the wedding mm-hmm. industry purely based out of the fact that an awful lot of people who used to be, who's been around forever aren't here anymore. Mate, yeah, the wedding industry and hospitality have taken an absolute battering, haven't they? Yeah, and I know people who are amazing magicians, but they're not doing magic gigs anymore. They've just lost the love for it, and people are trying to book them, and they're going, "No, I'm happier doing my driving job or whatever they've taken on." Yeah, because um, they're not feeling any pressure with it. it it's weird. It's just weird. Um, and then one of the last bits that Ricky said about is it's all about taking responsibility for yourself. Things can happen around you, but it's then how you deal with them that matters. Um, and again, it kind of points back to Cros Crosley's interview. You know, do everything you can, but then when you've done all that, stop and just relax. Because you've done everything you could, what else are you putting pressure on yourself to do? Um, and and then, then we jump back to an episode just a couple of weeks ago, Vicky O, who did an amazing episode and was absolutely lovely and and kicked my backside so much followed on by Petra who then kicked my backside even more (laughs) and now we've got Ricky Log who you yourself had said is like a younger version of me and he's absolutely taking the ball by storm which you know inevitably kicked my backside in my own head (laughs) what is going on causing Paul to have a sore bottom that never needs to be on a T-shirt. Oh, it does now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a run of one. It's going to be a massive poorly size. <laughs> Newton's Nuggets. It's a pain in my... No, I'm going to no, just have, gonna have 
have arrows on the back of the t-shirt that goes, this is currently sore. Sore <laughs> <laughs> bottom. I have oh, been kicked I just here. remembered my nieces have pointed out that they listen to the show. They're going to listen to this bit and go, Uncle Paul. No. <laughs> no. That that weird man, Jesse, is leading you astray again. Yeah. Jesse's cause intro. I'm sorry, girl. I'm so sorry, girls. Um it's all right. When you next see me, I promise I'll be normal, Uncle Paul. So, so, so your two nieces—they must be the two listeners, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The which, two listeners, which we've now doubled because we're now at four listeners. Are you just going to slowly up the numbers? So I just can't argue it. Yeah, till we're somewhere close to what we actually got. That's going to take a long time. See now, now, <laughs> right? I know two of my nieces listen. How many nieces have I got? Five, one, two, three, four, five nieces, two nephews. I'm really hoping that's right because <laughs> if I've missed anyone, I'm in trouble. But yeah, yeah but I know that two of them. You always just tell you. You've said there's several male and several female, so you just individually tell them all that you forgot about the other ones. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You, as long as I don't mention any names, I'll be all right. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> one of them might be oh nuggeteer that we've got to do that nuggeteer. as well nuggeteer of the week now this one is a bit interesting this one has happened because of petra's show last week and what happened was somebody from america listened to the show they knew petra and they shared the show so it's the first time they've ever listened they've shared our show already and i just wanted we thought you know what because they're outside of the normal circle of two I just wanted to say thank you to them. So, Riley <laughs> McGee, if you are listening, I, I need your address, mate, because apparently I've got to send some badges to New York. And that is just weird, Jesse. Yeah, it's funny, actually. There's been a couple of downloads in, uh, in the past seven days from New York area. A couple in the last few days? Yeah. That, that must mean all of our listeners have gone to America. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, couple throughout time. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? It didn't help, to be honest. It's still messing my head up that we... It's when you get weird countries... Uh, no, that sounded wrong. It's when you get countries that I don't expect to listen to podcasts coming yeah. up as well. That one really does freak me out. Um, right, so anything else to say, Jesse? Because we need to be somewhere else in three and a half minutes. No, that's it. Uh, just everybody, thanks so much. You're the reason why this has grown so much. Please share comment like go and, go and follow all of our newton's nuggets socials go to newtonsnuggets.com and go and leave us a review leave us go a into review the youtube on... yeah. find that subscribe to that because we didn't we haven't got many subscribers on that channel really not really no not considering um, how many how many four people listen to the show yeah not and, considering uh, four listeners no two two three 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 and a bit i believe it was Awesome. We have three and a bit listeners. It's all good. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Cool. We really need to shut the show. Otherwise, we're going to be late for the thing that's running live that we both need to be at. <laughs> okay. So, love you all. Ladies and, and gents, goodbye. love you all. We'll see you next week. Please share the show. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.